0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me tonight are Richard Hawes. Hello, everybody. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. Uh, we've been away for a little bit, so we've got a bumper episode for you. We have six main reviews looking at. Kicking off with The White Elephant, the latest film from Jesse V. Johnson. Uh, then we've got Last Look, in which Charlie Hunnam tries to keep Mel Gibson out of jail. Uh, then we've got The Retreat, A Mother's Fury, Ultrasound, and Narco Sub. Our short shot this week is Kung Fu Kerfuffle. And our DTV throwback is a little film called Takedown. So without further ado, let's crack on. Our first review then is White Elephant. A former Marine now turned cop, she finds herself in deep trouble when she is the remaining eyewitness to an assassination and finds help from the most unlikely source. Okay, guys. Um, it wasn't too long ago that we were singing the praises of Jesse V. Johnson with um, "Hell Hath No Fury." Unfortunately, I, you know, I, my personal opinion is that this is nowhere as good um, from a technical point of view. As usual, Jesse's bringing his A game. Um, the film looks great. There's some great bits of violence going on. Lots of um, blood squibs and pumping arteries and that sort of <clears throat> thing. Um, Olga Koryenko is pretty good at that sort of thing. Um, certainly he's sort of proven herself before in other films. Um, but unfortunately, the rest of the cast don't really get a lot to do apart from Michael Rooker. And, and for me, the, the film just doesn't flow. Um, it's like anytime it gets going it has to stop and go back to Bruce Willis or John Malkovich and then do a little bit more, then stop again and go back to Bruce Willis and John Malkovich or, and or, you know, take your pick. Um, and, it, and it just sort of, you know, it stops the flow. The film doesn't really seem to have a plot as such. You're not really sure why anything's happening. Um, certainly Michael Rooker's motivation is, it's, it's a throwaway line, basically. Um, and you know, stuff happens, and it's like, why, why, why is this stuff happening? Um, how do you feel about this, Rich? This one?
0: Oh no, well, I really liked it, but I do kind of see where you're coming from with a couple of the points. I mean, the the the, the sort of the key structure of the film would conventionally be uh, leaning into focusing on Olga Kurilenko's character. Hmm. whereas she is much more of a supporting player even though she's quite pivotal the focus is on Michael Rooker who as you say his motivations aren't very clear and then it's only really in the final act that you know things sort hmm. of shift around um for the most part it's it feels a bit odd that you're following his particular, his character because there's not a lot going on with it, but it it's another you know kind of Hitman, you know, character who you know, you know, uh, not sees the light or, or whatever. But if you for, for for whatever reason, mm. you know, he, he 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 ultimately becomes kind of an anti-hero, whereas previously he's you know he's just he's just a heavy-handed enforcer kind of character. Um, this reminded me a lot of uh, both the package and the debt collector movies. It's yeah. very much in those in that vein of, you know, crime film mixed with action, uh, lots of characters and, you know, interesting sort of character beats and stuff going on. Some of this, uh, so if we look at Debt Collector, for example, I think it was Vladimir Kulich was the uh, the sort of yep. boss mm-hmm. character. Here we've got Bruce Willis and it's just not, you, you can't, re- it just doesn't really work very well. Unfortunately, Bruce is, for reasons that have now become apparent, mm. um, he, he's just not very present. In the movie, uh, and he, he's uh, some of his dialogue is, is even dubbed, quite obviously. So it's a bit distracting. Although having him there, along along with John Malkovich, is good marquee value. So that's obviously why they've done it. And I think they've got a good cast here. You know, Michael Rooker is very well known these days in for his character roles that he plays as, um, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy and all that sort of stuff. But he does have a, a history as a sort of a leading man in this kind of role. So, for example, uh, American Yakuza 2, as it mm-hmm. was released in the UK. Back to back. Uh, yeah. yeah, back to back, the original title. He was sort of, uh, he did, did kind of the action hero thing there. And I think he's done it a couple of other times. Replacement killers. Uh, yeah, probably. But again, in the supporting so it was a,
1: it
0: was a supporting role. role, role yeah. yeah, whereas I'm, I'm thinking like, so, so in this one, he's. He's the lead, basically. Mm. Although he's, it's hard to, he's very stoic, and, you know, there's not a lot to, you know, grab onto with his character, unfortunately. Um, But I did like it, and Olga Kurilenko definitely has more to work with. There's more going on with her character, but we don't Mm. focus on that very much. Um, Her performance reminded me of uh, Sentinel that she did, where, where she was the main character. Similar kind of circumstances. Um, I think you know. Yes, I can. I do see where you come from, but I did really enjoy it. I liked. I thought the the way the uh, the final act sort of unfolded. You know, fairly typical, but very you know, you know, uh, enjoyable fashion. I mean, there's, there's a guy's <clears> head explodes <throat> and stuff at one point, which is quite surprising. And that was like a
1: nice. That. Yeah, re- that that kind of reminded me of that bit in um, in Rambo. You know, the the fourth one. Yeah, uh, set in Vietnam, uh, where where he's using the fifty cal um, machine cannon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's similar, well, and the, whole, sort of thing.
0: and the whole assault on the house is basically Last Blood as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, essentially the same thing. Kind of, kind of is happening now. One thing that bugged me mm. was that Olga Kurilenko at a, a couple of she's being hunted in the movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a couple of uh, a couple of points, you know, these attacks are happening and. The guys who are after, I mean, it's like stormtroopers. They've clearly got the drop on her. Like, several times. You know, she is pointing one way. They're behind her. They start firing. and
1: they, <laughs> So that was bugging me a bit. Because it was just like... Well, this is the other thing. I mean, you know, it's it's like they, they try to take her at her home. You know, she, she's able to sort of fight them off and kill them. And then the same guy who's in charge leads the second attack using exactly the same tactics, thinking, oh, she'll never figure this one out it's like yeah but she, she's done this already to you and you're trying to do exactly the same thing i thought that was ridiculous the other thing i mean there's a couple of things um from a sort of tactical point of view one is that unfortunately olga olga karyenko cannot carry an assault rifle um there are a couple of times when yeah. She's just not aiming it properly. It's aiming in the sky and all this sort of stuff. Well, there is that. And
0: also, even when she's just kind of carrying it around, she just doesn't really. She doesn't. She's supposed to be this hardcore killer type. Expanding. And and she just doesn't seem to be um, prepared. You know, it's just like they're filming the scene. It's like, oh, she's got to be springing into action. It's just like, well, she doesn't seem as prepared as you would expect. I mean, we've had. like Megan Fox did mm. uh, the Rogue film, I, yeah. I thought she I thought was Megan much Fox believable. Yeah, I felt so, yeah. But which is quite weird because Olga's got She's so got much experience yeah, in exactly. the
1: action genre yeah. now. The, the, the other sort of really silly bit as well, and I can see why they did it just for the visual look of it. But there's a stupid bit, you know, during that sort of siege of the house where somebody slaps a piece of C four onto the pane of glass of the French doors. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why? Just just break the glass, just shoot the glass. <laughs> why? Why do you need a big block of C four to blow up? You know, it, it just looked ridiculous, it really did. But anyway, a couple um, more things I wanted to mention mm-hmm.
0: was so you got you got the obligatory uh, mentor student kind of thing going on where mm-hmm. Michael Rooker is kind of although uh, that. They apparently get. He apparently gets on with Carlos, although there's a couple of scenes where it seems like he really hates him and stuff. But mm. they, they kind of, it seemed a bit in, in unclear how how he really felt about him because it, it, that that didn't. And again, I think that was the way the character was portrayed for the audience as well. We're not sure whether we're supposed to mm. like him or this, you know, whatever. But anyway, Carlos really reminded me a lot of Max Rapossi. Yeah, in, in the way he looked. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely, um,
0: and. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of, again, sort of, you know, bittersweet kind of seeing mm-hmm. him and sort of being reminded of, you know, what could have been and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that with with his passing. But, yeah, that sort of just struck, uh, struck me. Um, and the other thing was the Rooster Rojo, you know, and product placement is just getting crazy now with some of yeah. these films. I mean, we've seen it in a few of Johnson's, yeah. you know, including Avengement. Mm. but this one it's like every couple
1: of minutes <laughs> it's like pulling out a bottle of tequila yeah. I mean, and this just... is this is his sort of see you next wednesday motif isn't it basically that, that was that was the john landis one you know yeah i don't of. know
0: is it a real brand or is it a, like a made-up thing that they put in the movie i don't know is it like mm. the uh red apple cigarettes in yeah. quentin tarantino quentin, yeah. stuff like i don't know i presume i just presume it was product placement because it just sort of plays that way mm. but um because there's like clear signs all although and, and bottles and anyway so that was a bit jarring for me as well yeah. but i did really enjoy it I d- yes no it's not the it's not a high watermark or sort of interesting film like um hell hath no fury which mm. you know bar- we barely had a few weeks ago considering you know we, we waited a long time for that movie and then two you know to come along once um, it's the, a re- but it's I, a I do repealer. like yeah i do like I mean, I like the package. I like the deck collector mm. movies, especially. Yeah, I like the package. And so, following in that kind of gangster crime film sort of, not not Guy Ritchie because we're not sort of leaning down that mm. t- too much. I mean, they're still very you know serious. No or, one was know.
1: pontificating. No one was monologuing, which
0: is yeah, not too much. No, I mean. and I thought I did. I did enjoy, and it's a very brisk movie. It's only eighty-eight minutes or so, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah, I think um. A, not one of his best, but certainly not one of his worst, and uh, you know, a, definitely uh, a decent, a decent movie, well worth yes.
1: watching. I, I think overall it is a bit, it is decent, but you know, coming on the, the coattails of Hell Hath No Fury, and and you know, his his other works of late, um, it does feel a bit of a misstep overall. Um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, I, a little blip, like, you know, if, if, if any, no one's going to sort of worry too much.
0: Don't you find the third act in a lot of these films is basically exactly the same? It's like oh, yeah. Hell Hath No Fury kind of had this same act mm. and and uh, The Mercenary and stuff. It's all, yeah. the, you know, the big rush of bad guys in in this... Um, You've you still know, got
1: too many people on, on the local... roster. Get, you know, get, yeah. get, get, get <laughs> the cast this time. Um, you know, compared to the other films which have borrowed Bruce Willis's name of late, um, this does stand head and shoulders above those. For sure, um, I and think a bit it, of a reunion
0: like, with uh, uh, well they don't share the screen, but obviously um,
1: hmm.
0: he him uh Bruce and John Malkovich did the Red movies hmm. together. I don't know if I, they've done anything else, but yeah.
1: I, I don't I don't think they needed as that much Bruce in this film. I think, you know there was more of, than i thought because i thought yeah. oh he's, he's out now and there's like, oh no no mm-hmm. there's more
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. and i don't I, I don't think they really sort of like um cemented what uh rookers relationship with him was you know um at the end you kind of you know you, you led to believe that oh actually you know they go back ages you know and you get the feeling that sort of rookers is the only one who could sort of pal around with him a bit without mm-hmm. getting shot between the eyes you know um but at, at the same time it, it, it could have needed a bit more that's a bit of a, a, bit, a bit of a um, paradox isn't it And on one how. T- on one hand I'm saying no it needs less Bruce and the other hand I'm saying it needs more relationship between Bruce and Ruger.
0: <laughs> yeah I just don't think you get you would have got that with I, I you know maybe that was fight. in the original script yeah. you know maybe that maybe mm-hmm. things had to be adapted somewhat yeah. for for the situation and I think yeah we've Again, we've seen that kind of dynamic between you know the boss and the sort of the mm. the trusted you know the trusted uh, henchman or whatever. Mm. We've seen that explored in in several films, and this film, yeah, does it? It, it just doesn't quite know what it's doing, and, and I think mm. Rooker plays it. Rooker's playing it fine, but he, I think he's playing it too. Stoic, you know there, yeah. there needs that needed to be
1: more character development there. I think so. for us to sort of latch on to. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think he underestimated the kind of film he was getting involved in. <laughs> but there you go. But it
0: was nice to see him in it. I did, I did, I did sure. enjoy the sort of change of pace <clears> of seeing, you know, because a lot of these films they they take they put Bruce Willis in, then there's like some other younger, say younger, maybe ten years younger, younger or, you Lander, know, whatever. Yeah. But in this case, we've got you know Rooker, who's what. Older than Bruce, or about the same age. Mm. I would have said, because he started, at, you know, he he started out around like the, the 80s. late eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, Henry was his first filmer.
0: Yeah, he had. Interestingly enough, he had a he had a small role in um, Above the Law. Steven Seagal. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah, he was, yeah the know, other interesting like thing
1: um, there is sort of an interesting sort of visual Easter egg in that the, the when when um, Rucker and is is get rid of the first couple of bodies. And they sort of cut them up and put them into the um, suitcases. Mm. Now, a little, little bit of a spoiler here. but that is kind of like a callback to um, Rooker's first film, uh, Henry's portrait of a serial killer because mm. that's kind of how that film ends. <laughs> very, very similar um, sort of to you know feel to that scene. Uh-huh. But anyway. Anyway, um, on that note, Rich, how are you going to score it? Well, I think it's a very respectable seven. OK, um, I'm, I'm going to go a six on this one. It's a high six, but still a six. So a six and a seven for White Elephant. You can find this at the moment on Sky Cinema, or if you're in the US, I'm sure you can pick it up elsewhere. Um, go check it out. Our next review is Last Looks. A disgraced ex-cop seeks solace by moving to the woods, but his quiet life comes to an end when a private eye recruits him to investigate a murder. Now, Steve, unfortunately, you're the only one who's managed to catch this um, in time for this podcast. Um, I had a look at the trailer and I'm kind of on the fence about these sort of films which especially the way the trailers are cut to sort of make it look like, oh, look at all these sort of crazy, crazy, zany people in this sort of crazy, zany situation. You know, uh, isn't it fun mm. and quirky and all this sort of stuff? And, it, and I'm on the fence, literally on the fence about these sort of films. I'm not sure if I kind of like them or really hate them. Is h- How do you feel about this film? Because, mm-hmm. you know, do you think it adds up to the way it's been marketed as this sort of like, you know, sort of quirky sort of whodunit kind of situation.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, basically that's what it is. It is, you know, you're, you're quirky, no characters, generic, you know, they're all, there's all something lying underneath or whatever. And it's, it's enjoyable. It's one of them, you know, private eye detective story, but rather than going down, you know, like the noir, Noir road, it, it goes down the strange and quirky road, and obviously, you've got like Charlie Funham who's
1: mm. investigating the murder of Mel, Mel Gibson's wife, as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, Mel Gibson um, in this,
1: Mel Gibson plays, um, an on screen, um, sort of judge, kind of like a Judge Judy, Judge Rimmer kind of judge, no, Judge Rinder kind of scenario, um, isn't it?
2: Not well, no, it's more like, no? um. It plays a judge, but it's more like a criminal minds or
1: you know law and order type thing oh, okay. rather than. So, so it's a scripted no, show.
2: Yeah, it's more yeah, more rather than, a, than sort, of, sort of
1: reality TV kind of thing.
2: Yeah, and he's an absolute drunk alcoholic. Yeah, and that's why he obviously he can't remember what happened the night his wife is found dead. So obviously he's a prime suspect for it. You know the producer. Sure runner's loving of publicity and then hires Charlie Hunter to fight to you know fight, solve the murder mm. and also his ex partner's gone missing as well. So it's all intertwined, you know 25 different th- mm. threads coming together and blah 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 and um but it's yeah it's really good. I mean the thing with Gibson is it, you know he's playing it quite close to the bone really, you know, after what he was kind of accused of. Mm. Um, but there's lots of scenes with his daughter and they're actually quite touching and moving because, you know, he loves to start the bits in it Mm. and they're really good and then obviously you've got, like, um, his daughter's teacher who gets dragged into it as well and lawyers, producers, TV runners, everyone kind of becomes a suspect so it, it, you know it is quite generic but it's nicely shot um, I'm not to be honest I'm not the biggest fan of Charlie Hunnam at all but he's not too bad in this he's okay and you know you've got Clancy Brown in there you've got Rupert Friend in there there's you know decent cast um, Marina Baccarin as well um, you know playing the X but she's kind of wasted really she's only in about three or four scenes at the beginning and that that, that's it really for her um but it it is funny you know it's it's done well and the ending's no big surprise really but
1: Mm -hmm. I must admit I I do like I I do like films which are set within the film world for one Hmm. thing you know, so so I I like that sort of you know layering of, of sort of narrative. So 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 it's yeah. it's got that going for it for sure. I, I didn't realise Clancy Brown was in this, which, which is definitely a plus point in this favour. You know, sort of having that. Well, and and I did like again, the trailer. It, it, you know, it, overall. I mean, Clancy Brown again. It's two two three. Oh, I'm sure. Of, yeah. you, know, you know, but he's one of those guys who can sort of come in and go, oh, that's him. You know, and and yeah. you know, it does sort of just lift things. Anyway, I'm, I'm sort of yeah, if you have you heard of this film called um, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt that's coming out in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see, I again this this kind of falls into that sort of category for me. It's it's that sort of like, look at all these wild and weird characters we're throwing at the screen and you know, our guy's the, the normal one in the middle yeah. of it all. It's like oh okay, so you know, just all these weird characters just happen to centre on this one yeah. story you know <clears
2: heartbreak. throat> yeah but that's what I mean it's Hollywood you know they're all, all mm. overblown characters oh, you know point. that yeah. type of thing Uh he, even Charlie Onan's character as well he's he calls himself a, I think it's a hundredist or something mm-hmm. basically, basically he sends what happens, oh he that's sends right he got, got rid of all
1: of his stuff didn't he yeah,
2: yeah he's got like a hundred possessions and that's so it he can't have any more than that
1: mm.
2: you know and then it's you know, everyone's got the little quirk, you know, like hmm. you know, Gibson's the alcoholic or the producer's way over the top and everything. So, yeah, it, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, but
1: hmm. it's enjoyable, you know. Okay.
2: So, how, how are you going
1: to score it, Steve? I'd give it a seven. Okay. Unfortunately, Steve's the only one um, to have seen it in time for the podcast, but there you go. It's a seven out of 10 from us. Uh, go check it out. That's a last look. Our next review is The Retreat. Renee and Valerie head up to a remote log cabin for a pre-marital retreat. Only when they get there, they find their friends are missing. It's not long before they realize they are being watched and are in grave danger. Um, I pretty much like this one, I must admit. Um interesting to see Aaron Ashmore turn up for the first time in Donkeys and anything. Um, but Steve, what did you make of the retreat?
2: Um a little bit cooler than you, I'd say. Um the thing that I didn't that got me is I had a quick look on IMDB before and you know, just to get a little bit of a gist of it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um the first thing one of you says is. So dark, you can't see half the film, and it's true. So, half of it, I'm just like, I, I don't know what's happening because I can't see anything. The screen is more or less black.
1: And what were you, what were you watching it on? Uh, on
2: my, uh, I started off on my TV. Mm. No, sorry, I started off on my phone, turned the brightness all the way up. Then I managed to stream it to the TV, yeah, and even turn the back on the TV. I just, no, it just. Couldn't see anything, especially the the beginning. Yeah, and there's like a quite a scene where one of the women are like kept in a barn type thing. Mm -hmm. Couldn't see a thing. It 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 really really annoyed me. And again, it's nothing we haven't seen before. You know, it's maybe maybe you know going for the LG. CBQ angle which doesn't really bring anything new they're they're just people you know waiting and I'm I'm quite surprised it didn't go more down the um, the Trump angle you know Mm -hmm. MAGA hats and stuff like that which I thought it might have done but it didn't really go that political with it it was basically just you know let's kill the homosexuals and put it online and, and stream it um, but I thought there was a couple of decent kills, uh, especially involving the um, monitor.
1: The monitor, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> um, and performances was good. It, I just think the technical stuff really let it down
1: for me. I right. really did. And Rich, what did you make over the retreat?
0: I liked it a lot. The um, the, the the thing you say about the darkness of, of the visuals. So this is something like a problem I have with a lot of the screeners that we watch is when I'm watching them on, on, you know, watching these screeners. For some reason, they're usually a lot darker than they're intended to be. I used to think it was the film and then I realized, no, it's actually the the way I'm watching the film. So I don't know what what is happening there. But in this case, Mm. for instance, I didn't have that trouble. Um, I was watching it through uh, through my TV, uh, through an app. Uh, and it it was absolutely fine uh, for for me, which was uh, which was refreshing in a way, really. Uh, but the but yeah, I did. Um, it is typical and conventional. You know, there's not a lot that's fresh here. The 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 the, the you know the sexuality of the lead characters is kind of the the key the key part and it's kind of you know obviously a a motivation for the for the for the story as well of of what's happening um but aside from that it's um it's you're fairly standard you know you know uh people go to a cabin in the woods kind of uh you know kind of tale but or even like the Mm -hmm. hump recently you know the um which did sort of lean into that sort of donald trumpish kind of stuff yeah Uh, Saying about Steve, the hunt I really loved, it, and that's got a real sense of humor about it and stuff. But the um, uh, yeah, the sort of you know, meeting up with you know, they, they're arriving in town, they meet up with some people who are being a bit off with them, or a bit you know, it's a bit awkward, uh, and then you know, th- things unfold. You know, we've seen it all before, um, but I liked it. Aaron Ashmore turning up, you know, neck I'm I'm, con- I'm never not surprised to see how you know, just. You know, I'm a twin, right? <laughs> but Aaron, Aaron Ashmore and, and Sean Ashmore—they're like proper twins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They are <laughs> indistinguishable, as far as I'm concerned. So um, the uh, so yeah, it was quite in- interesting to see him for a change. And uh, I didn't know at the time because it wasn't until I looked in the credits. But actually, one of the other cast members is Kiefer Sutherland's brother, oh, yeah. uh, Rossif Sutherland, uh, and the. Um, because uh, the only other one I'm familiar with is, a- is Angus Sutherland, who I thought was Kiefer's son, but is actually his brother as well. Um, Angus Sutherland being in uh, Lost Boys 2. Um, but Rossif Sutherland I don't think I've ever seen before. It's kind of a bit weird because you kind of... Uh, it's a bit unfocused about who the main villain of the story is. I, I, maybe that's that's intentional. I don't know. But the uh, that there were we, we end up with a character who's not necessarily the one who I thought we were going to end up with. Um,
2: yeah. The production, mean,
0: yeah. Good quality production. Uh, and I really <clears> like <throat> the... Uh, a couple, there were a couple of song, songs, a couple of musical choices towards the end, which I rather enjoyed. Um, the, you know, there's uh, like a song at the climax and then there's one over the end credits that, that I thought would, would be pretty good. Um, I think if you're, you know if you're if you're interested in horror movies and cabin in the woods and all that that's you know not the film the cabin in the woods but you know films that take place in that kind of setting <laughs> i think you'll definitely like this i think the 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 jet you know the uh say the sexuality of the the principal characters is it's pro- it is progressive it's good to see uh, i'm i think it's i think it's we're still at a point where it's more acceptable for the leads to be women i think than the men because i think it'd be if it, it would have been interesting to follow the the male characters who we were introduced in, in at the start but i think that would you know i think we're still at a point mm. where that would be harder to market you know unfortunately and yeah. Um, yeah but the but the, the leads were great um yeah I, I liked it a lot i thought it was really really good i'm a lot better than i was expecting. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. As, as you know, we've said it's it's nothing really new other than the, sort of the sexuality of the sort of, protagonists. Um, you could argue why they're there. Well, that is the driving for you know that is the motivation for the bad guys in this one. Um, I, I was sort of struggling to sort of see why the bad guys were doing what they were doing. Really, you know, sort of what their actual end game is overall. Um but it, it seems like they'd set up this sort of um you know right wing anti-gay sort of you know 4 chan group or something and it kind of mm. spiraled you know to this situation where they oh I've got a couple of gay guys coming up the, you know renting the bloody cabin down the road, let's scare them sort of thing. Um but you know obviously they they decided to sort of take it a bit further. Yeah, I think it, we've seen bit, you know bad.
0: this kind of stuff yeah, explored yeah. in different why but sometimes we might not necessarily quit you know that vacancy stuff mm-hmm. like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: where they're setting up this yeah. kind of thing, you think <clears throat> it's it's not until you watch it a few it's, you I like, I'm watching it, I'm thinking, how did these people get together? <laughs> you, know, it's like, how mm-hmm. did, you never normally think about how 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 you know like-minded individuals got mm-hmm. together to do this kind of thing together or whatever. But um, you know, I guess um, yeah, the, the think, Chan, man
1: 4 Channel Reddit.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. they could have I think they could have potentially explored, you know, some of this a bit more. Mm. The Hostel, there's another one. But um, the, um, yeah, so it is a little bit too vague. I think there would have been a bit, a bit, I would have liked a bit more character development and motivation around the the, the bad guys in it. But, you know, it's a horror movie, you know, you don't, you know, take
1: no, no, it. No, you... no, no, but yeah. you, it, it, you have to satisfy the viewer's curiosity up to a point, mm. I think. You've you got to be able to just get to the, the viewer to a point where it's like, I'm on board with what's going on, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of questioning it too much. But um, no, I, I, I did thoroughly enjoy this. So I enjoyed the sort of, you know, the, the way these characters sort of dealt with the plight they're in, um, you know, um, sort of the, the ingenuity that they come up with is, is pretty good, um, and that you know that computer monitor bit was outstanding because you know there have been a few murders, you know axe murders, or executions in this film, and let's face it, it had been a bit coy with um, mm. with showing anything. You know, it was still sort of brutal scenes, but it was it was. Being, Coy, the way it did things, the bit with the computer monitor, not so much. Not so much. Not no, so much no. at all. That was like it's, it's, it's. That's its big gag, you know. Yeah. That, bit, that one, and and it worked beautifully, you know, because it made me go, "Oh my god," watching it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, well done, guys, on that one. um Yeah, and and I thought the music in particular was really, really good for this. I thought, I thought you know, it really knew when to drive. Um, you know, things forward. You went to pause. You know, sort of let, let the music lull a bit, and then sort of pick up as the character sort of got the breath back and carried on. Uh, you know, I, I just sort of really worked. Um, yeah. So, so, guys, how are we going to score it, um, Rich? Uh,
0: another seven from me. Mm-hmm. And Steve, uh, six from me.
1: And I should note as well. I, I I didn't have the same issue you did, Steve. Either. I I, I must right at the beginning when the two guys are getting sort of captured, mm. I did have to sort of go back and sort of watch a tiny bit about three times to sort of see what, because he, he's lying on the floor and he's looking at something and he see something move in the trees. Yeah, I was like, what the, what the hell is that? And so I, had to, I had to keep rewinding to sort of catch what it was. But other than that, um, no, I didn't have any issues. So, um, so what was that, Steve? A six? A six, yeah, yeah. And a seven from me. So it's two sevens and a six for? The retreat (laughs) (laughs) uh racking my brains what the hell what the hell did we watch yes the retreats two sevens and a six go check it out (laughs) our next review is stay out stay alive uh five young hikers discover an abandoned gold mine dating back to the gold rush and descend into madness and greed as the pursuit of easy riches consumes them. Um, okay, so we've just been talking about The Retreat, which um, gets everything right, even though, you know, not, nothing particularly um, new or anything like that about it. Um, this, I, I like bits of this, I must admit. The one thing I didn't like was any of the characters. <laughs> Um, I, th- I think you need at least one sympathetic character in order to sort of hang your film on, but these were just like five arseholes and I had no time for any of them. Um, <laughs> Steve, did you get on with this one at all? Uh, yes. I, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm more or less on your page with this
2: one. Um, yeah, there's certain things that are okay, but like you say, if you don't give a shit about anyone, Kind of, what's the point? And... Yeah, they were. Every single one of them, at one point or another, is an arsehole. And... Kind of deserves what's coming to them. And again, it's... It, it's not... It's a criticism I don't normally say, but... I think it could have done with being a bit longer.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, the... Um, descent into the greed fueled madness especially with a couple of characters just happens far too quickly and...
1: yeah for one of them it's like almost immediately isn't it <laughs> yeah ridiculous. exactly you know
2: it is it's like instant as soon as you know mm. <clears throat> and then you've got like the supernatural element, element creeping in as well which again is isn't handled great but Certain scenes were okay, but it it, mm-hmm. it it just doesn't. It didn't flow. It didn't make sense in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just like you say, as soon as he finds gold, he's you know he's trying to. That's everything. Nothing else matters. And it, there's there is a kind of reason behind it, mm. but it just doesn't ring true. You know, he's he's gone for his job. He this big job. He's he's not.
1: Maybe you, How fucking you know. stupid is he, though? This, let's, this, let's yeah. so, so, one of the, one of the characters yeah. in this, um, is is applying to be a firefighter, and mm. he, and, and you know he, he likes to smoke dope a lot, and it didn't occur to him at all, because you know this is his dream job, so of course he's researched it and everything, but it didn't occur to him, <laughs> him <laughs> that he'd have to do a, blood blood to do a fucking yeah. blood, uh, drug test. In order to get, you know, you clean, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not the honor yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm clean, man. Yeah. You know, no, you got to do a fucking blood test, and he's surprised that it came back negative, you know, or positive for drugs, whatever. Yeah. What a dick. Um, <laughs> and and this is the level of, you know, um, intelligence that we're dealing with across the board with the, with these characters. So I've got no time for mm. them at all. Um, Rich, how was your patience with this one? As well, I'm. Um,
0: Surprisingly good actually, because I I was not expecting much from this film at all. I thought we were in for another fairly cheap looking, you know, uh you know, shot in the woods, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. kind of tale. Mm-hmm. And and a bit like the retreat, not this isn't to the standard of the retreat, but it's not a million miles far off, I don't think. I mean, this one they don't they don't they haven't got like um uh cabins and stuff in this it's it's like um you know uh uh, the, uh it's all kind of outdoor and caves and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that but yeah. the but yeah i thought this was re, you know if you compared this to something like a like a wrong turn movie or something i don't think it's far off the mm-hmm. in terms of the quality i mean mm-hmm. the it's decent production values i would say uh, yeah i agree with it, that yes it's your standard you know, a, a group of obnoxious, you know, twenty somethings or whatever, or late teens, whatever they're supposed to be.
1: I'd say early twenties. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: what I thought. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like a bit like say we had wrong the wrong turn reboot recently. Hmm. That kind of setup, uh, you know, and then you know, getting more than they bargained for and 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 whatnot. And
1: uh, yeah, I I liked it. I
0: thought it unfolded quite nicely. Yes, you know, it, it sort of goes, uh, perhaps a. A bit too quickly you know in some respects you know the the it, it, they're led by the alpha male kind of douchebag character mm. who you know it's, it's a bit like um the ledge recently you know there's a, just that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they're all a bit you know they're not great but the, the, there's one that's like worse than the others and you're like why why
1: are you yeah definitely you're, definitely a fraternal well, brother that one you know yeah
0: absolutely and you got the um Barbara Crampton turns up, which is great, she and it's does. sort of it yeah. like a bit of a ringing endorsement, you know, when she turns up in stuff these days, like a bit like with Superhost and that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the I thought, yeah, the, yeah, you talk about dark, I think this film was quite dark in places, and I'm not sure if I caught all the visual effects because I, I think I watched sight of the trailer, and I think there were some bits in there that I was like, oh, I don't remember actually seeing that bit, but mm. that was because I was distracted or something, I don't know, but the the setup and and everything and the way it plays out and the 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 the, the film is actually the director or debut of a visual effects guy he's got mm. really long uh, extensive you know credits uh, working on all sorts of big high profile stuff so he's you know this is and he's written and directed this so this is clearly like something you really wanted to do um and Yes, it's and yes, it's generic and the characters aren't likeable and stuff, but I think to pass the time as like a 90-minute horror movie, I think it's really decent.
1: Hmm. My only really, my, my my only real criticism here is the characterization.
0: Hmm. No, actually,
1: I've got two. One is the characterization, and the second one is it's not really sure what the threat is or where it's coming from, because on the outside of the mind we've got this idea of like the, you know the local natives have sort of cursed the area and these all these sort of nature spirits hmm. sort of hanging around hmm. whereas inside the mine we may have the evil spirits of the dead miners um, Yeah, you know who are sort of co- you know influ- influencing what's going on inside the mine oh, okay. um, i kind of took it as the same Same thing. It it seems to be two different things going on. But yeah, yeah. um, I I see where you're coming from. Makes sense. There are there are some nice visuals. There's a brilliant bit where sort of the lesser douchebag guy taps douchebag number one on the arm and he sort of quickly turns around and just for a split second his eyes are those sort of like black sooty, you know, effect eyes, sort of smoky, Mm. sort of evil kind of thing. And it is a nice, sort of very quick. Blam, you know, blink and you miss it, kind of thing. It was, it was, it was, yeah. it was a nice, sort of, quite subtle touch. Um, and, and there's a good bit at the end when, when you have got this, this, you know, the landslide happening, and it sort of almost looks like a skull as yeah. as, as, a sort of, you know, it's almost like yeah. a face as it's sort of piling in on itself. That, that yeah, that's really well I, done. I think, yeah, mm. I think they would try. and it's sort of a nice nod to, um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of du- no, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the end as well I thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's just the characters, I'm sort of sitting there going, I can't wait a minute, just leave everything and go you know, you can't even get your friend from under a rock Yeah, you're not yeah. really sort of instilling any confidence in, in what you're doing or anything just just leave but no, anyway <laughs> um, okay, scores on the doors for Get Out, get, what's it called? stay out
0: stay alive or or just stay out we're not we're not quite sure what they're trying to market as because basically stay out Mm -hmm. is the main bit when you watch the film Mm -hmm. it says stay out stay alive with no punctuation because it's supposed to be a sign
1: Mm -hmm. indeed um steve over to you scores um i'd give it a five all right i'm gonna slap this with a six and rich Yeah, a very respectable six, I think. -hmm. Okay, one five and two sixes for Stay Out, Stay Alive. Go check it out. Our next review is A Mother's Fury. Barbara O'Brien is a Catholic mother of four children and is initially thrilled and proud that her oldest child, Jimmy, has been accepted into a college fraternity, having endured a nasty hazing. But when Jimmy ends up dead, Barbara is compelled to find out exactly what happened and who is responsible. Um, I was not looking forward to watching this rich cards on the table. You know, I thought this was going to be one of those um, typical sort of movie of the week kind of dramas, you know, but and, and it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of say, is. <laughs> but at the same time, I thought it was very well acted. Um so, um, what's his name? Patrick. Robert, Patrick? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick's in this playing Barbara's husband. Um, and a very sort of blue collar, sort of, you know, Irish Catholic kind of guy. He doesn't um, do much. He doesn't do much. But <laughs> well, he's but at the same time, he's very compelling to watch. And, well, he's Robert Patrick. That, he's Exactly. And the, and the more he gets older, the more he reminds me of Martin Sheen. You know, oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 and he is. He, I think he's great in this, he, even though he doesn't do a lot, and he really doesn't, you know, but he, he's the guy who's sort of left to sort of hold the family together while she's running around. Um, I, I, I just thought he was really good. But so the main character here is um, Barbara O'Brien, um, played by Siobhan F- Fallon Hogan. Um, and I thought she was great in this as well um you know she's this sort of very harried person trying to hold this blue-collar family together you know trying to get the kids to school and things like that meanwhile her older son is at college and she's very proud of the fact that he's at college he's probably the first one in her family to ever get there and the fact that he's been accepted into this fraternity and stuff you know it's 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 really really interesting and really well done and and you know then we get the other side of it what's actually going on leading up to Um, sort of Jimmy's death and and, and the fallout from that and then that's the point where it really becomes movie of the week kind of thing because it's all about you know a woman's trying to get justice for her son and trying to to do it the legal way and realising that actually they're just a bunch of self-serving assholes Um, and and then you know towards the end she actually finds out exactly how Jimmy died and why and then decides that she's going to do something about it um, yeah, I, I found this actually pretty compelling overall. Rich, um, how about yourself?
0: It took me a couple of goes to get through. It was yeah, I was. I think it does sort of start out as this kind of well. It, in terms of her journey, hmm. um, um, what's what's your, what's the character's name in this? Sorry, uh, Barbara. Barbara. That's right. Barbara. Yeah, so Barbara's journey. Um, it is very much. Sort of working class hero, you know, crusading, you know, mm. so sort of, I, I, I echoing what you were saying, you know, the, it's that TV movie of the weekish kind of, uh, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving or, or whatever mm. kind of thing that was, or Aaron Brockovich, you know, more recently. Yeah, yeah. But the, it's got that kind of thing. Um, but then there's a turn, but it's, but it's a turn quite late. Mm. Uh, and it's more of a, more of a final act turn really a bit like what we saw with um um white elephant and stuff mm. really it's like it It basically all changes in the last act um into something different uh but it does but that bit itself sort of doesn't take up too much of the running time and and then the film sort of skips forward and it, it ultimately ends at a point which feels like end of part one yeah. I wasn't satisfied with the conclusion. It was like hang on. Because uh, I was thinking there was more coming.
1: You know, it's like, oh, it's mm. this is this is like the next part of the film. And then it's like then it's end. Then it just ends. And I'm just like it's, it's a weird point to end on, um, especially <laughs> considering think, what she'd actually done. Well, I didn't feel anything had been resolved or... exactly. Well, it hadn't. And and you know, she, she 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 pulls back, doesn't she? She she doesn't sort of yeah. go go the whole hog. And as a result, it feels weird that the film decided to sort of skip a bit and then sort of end on that on that bit.
0: Yeah, it's like um, it's not making much of it a, a point about you know mm. the whole thing at the start of the film is this really gr- grotesque um, you know toxic masculinity stuff in mm. the front, which is a documented thing. There's lots. It, it is a real thing. You know, people. You know, the, the oh, yeah. hazing thing going too far, people ending up dead. The, the you know the the, the things that she this isn't based on a true story which you th- you kind of think it is it, it seems it like it could might.
1: easily I? but I it's a it's it 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 a fictional
0: story yeah, yeah. that's touching on these very real cases yeah. uh, and it's it goes down it spends a long time going down this one particular avenue mm. and then we get to this point where which i've i've i kind of rolled my eyes because it was like you know she's you know, she's about to do. She's doing the crusading thing, as she's getting the thing. And wouldn't you know it? She just happens to end up in a room with all these guys, and they're saying how oh, frats are under threat and whatever. And mm. <laughs> like from people like her. And I was just thinking, that's just a bit too on the nose. Uh, you know, it's just it didn't it didn't quite. It, it, mm. it, I, I didn't I didn't like that bit. I just thought it was, that was just too heavy handed, and then it kind of. You know, I'll, she's going to continue her journey in the, you know, in a different direction with the crusading. But then, kind of, uh, her husband, who's just basically sitting in the bar or whatever, he basically triggers her. He
1: solves it all. He solves it he, all just by sitting at the bar. and Go, oh yeah, yeah, no, no. His best friend just told me everything that happened. Yeah. Well, no, but also the fact that he, you know, he doesn't, you know,
0: he basically causes her to do what she does because he's mm. like. You know, he's not doing anything. He's just sort of sitting there, and, she, and she, he then basically mm. um, tells you know gives her information that then tips her over the edge. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of and, get a revenge
1: story from yeah. that, point. but it's quite a brief one. And uh, he, and then, he, yeah, he knows. He on. knows exactly what he's done, though, doesn't he? That's the thing. You know, her, um, Robert Patrick's character. I, I think by telling her, he knows exactly what he's done. Well, I don't know and what, they what they don't, he's going to do. don't develop that or explore yeah. it or focus on, you know, do anything with
0: his character or anything. It's it's kind of hop, skip and a jump in that last part of it.
1: It is. Um, there's, so, there's other bits as well, which that, I, I, I do quite like. It's quite funny. Is um, you know, This is a family who never goes anywhere or does anything. And, and when, when she sort of finally sort of takes off to sort of, um, you know, go pushing buttons, mm. and <laughs> she's carrying all of her clothes in the washing basket, <laughs> because like all all you know the the only suitcase they got is mouldy because it's it's never been used in so long, so she's just like dumped a rig in, in a washing basket. That was quite amusing. And um, there's all her amazement of going to the people's houses and oh isn't this yeah.
0: you know you've got mm-hmm. this wonderful house and all this uh, you know fish out of water kind of thing. You know she's yeah. kind of this journey is kind of her spreading her wings and sort of seeing the world for the first time. Kind of kind of stuff that and you know yeah, just- but um, yeah, I think it's just. It, it is about an hour and 40 minutes, but it still feels that they, some of it's a bit too slow and then other parts of it are rushed and yeah. it just felt like it needed more time. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, interestingly, um, uh, Barbara Sh- Siobhan Fallon Hogan, she is the script writer as well. Mm. She, she wrote the movie. So, and she's been uh, probably more of known as like a, a supporting player in, mm-hmm. in in, in her career. So this is kind of like her trying to do a project, which kind of, uh, so allows her to branch out as well. I think, um, I, I don't know her career well enough to know whether, how many leading roles she's actually had, but I think she's absolutely fine. You know, she's mm. good. And, you know, her characterization is excellent. I would say a bit too, maybe mid to, uh, okay heavy-handed maybe in some bits you know to a bit too uh-huh. um in the in the same way that the film is a bit too on the nose at, at certain points but I really wanted the film to get to a point where actually we felt like we were getting justice for uh, her son in the in the sort of way that she was originally intending uh-huh. and you know, sort of making you know making a statement making a point that that you could leave the viewers with whereas I think the point that you end up at is supposed to be a thought-provoking one but it's not it, it? It just kind of leaves you a bit befuddled. Mm. Yeah, and the other thing was, we also had a couple of films, horror movies, basically, really mm. that that did explore a similar sort of culture. Mm. Uh, I mean, there was on the big screen there was Black Christmas, the, the sort of remake, but I didn't think yeah. much of that. But there was that that there was that slasher movie, that Frats, slasher, yes. slasher movie that we watched. The one with,
1: uh, the, with the swimmer guy who got murdered, and, the, and then. Oh. Do you remember
0: that one? Yeah, yeah, which I can't remember. And, I can't
1: remember
0: the uh, title of it. We had trick, and then we also mm-hmm. had the and the uh, um. say this other one, which oh, in in the init- initiation or that's, something. I think
1: that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um So and I kind of I felt like in a way. Mo- that movie made a point better, mm. made, made a point that was a bit you know clearer or whatever than than what this film was trying to do, say. It is a bit. It's been marketed as a mother's fury thing, you know, which is the yeah. title that signature entertainment of giving it, it. It
1: looks like it's trying to be like a, a. You know, if you watch the trailer, you think, "Oh, it's like Death Wish or something like that." But, yeah, uh, Death
0: Wish or, or mm. uh, the Brave One, or mm. um, what was it? Uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a female Liam Neeson. Mm movie basically like like, you know like the kind of movies that liam neeson is making uh these days that it was that would be that kind of story
1: yeah
0: and to you know it kind of touches on that and whatever but it's a bit indecisive or whatever but yeah so i it's probably one of the films that i was most frustrated watching this week Mm -hmm. and on that note how are you going to score it i think it's very well made so i'm going to have to give it at least a five so on the fence with a five.
1: Mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to go with a six on this one. So there you go, a five and a six for A Mother's Fury. Go check it out. Our next review is Narco Sub. Bruce Stryker is a DA, DEA agent who finds himself forced to work with a drug cartel in order to save his wife and daughter. There comes a film, guys. Every now and again, we, we, we see a film which is gunning for the throne. Which throne you may be thinking of? Well, it is a throne that is currently held by the likes of the Cain. What was it called now? Code of Cain. Code of Cain and the Diamond Cartel. You know, it, it's aiming for those because it can't be aiming for anything else. As far as I'm concerned. This is a pile of shit. It really is. This hurt my eyes and my ears watching this. From <laughs> you didn't, start you didn't like it then? <laughs> I, no. It, 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 yeah, you you're getting the idea? Um, yeah. He, he, even Tom Sizemore can't do anything for this. He, he, you know, the whole thing just, oh, it stank. It really did stink. Steve, yeah, agree or disagree?
2: I agree, yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was awful, it was all over the place. I mean, the guy, the main character, I mean, not only that, the first five minutes, yeah, is all like a montage of this, um, cartel and mm. news interview, and then all of a sudden it just jumps to normal. You know, like normal hmm. screening and stuff like that. And it, it, that that threw me. I'm like, what what's going on here? It just jumps, And then there's so many stupid and inane scenes that don't need to be there. I mean, you know,
1: there's
2: a scene where he's, he's in an office talking to a woman at the window hmm. that he's going to go have a beer. No, he's not going for a beer. He's going to go home to his family. It just doesn't need to be there. There's just What's so the
1: many. Stupid... What's the point of that? You know, because his job is—is is, he, he works for the DEA. Why? Why yeah. is he? Why is he in this thing, this situation at all? It, it's just, yeah, ah, it's all over
2: the place. You know, it why? why, no why is
1: why is the head of the DEA being interviewed on live TV, and in the next mm. minute he's being tortured by by the cartel? Yeah. You know, why? Oh God, no, it hurt. It really did hurt watching this.
2: And the um, ending. <laughs>
1: really pissed me off because
2: <laughs> it's like yeah. you're what? fucking kidding you me. Fucking I'm
1: kidding sorry, it? but yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like what everyone's just gonna go for that, are they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, But anyway. Um initial thoughts, um, Rich. I no, I didn't <laughs> I was gonna say I loved it. <laughs> I was gonna say I loved it, but no, I can't.
0: No, it, it, it now it it doesn't make it any easier when you got a screener with the worst watermark right yeah.
1: like, you or, might as well just uh, like got a gaffer tape and just put a big x or gaffer tape yeah it was like an x
0: but there is basically an x across the screen uh, for for the for the most part and which makes some of the scenes hard to see mm. because they're, they're dark scenes and then all you can see is the watermark um where's the sub is was one of the thing that i was <laughs> thinking mm. most of the time when i was watching it because the sub only appeared it's like that film submerged that Stevenson gold mm. did but you know i kind of could accept that one a bit more but th- this one it's you know it says narco sub and it shows a sub and you think oh it's going to be set on a sub no the sub appears about 45 minutes in and mm, then yeah. it's not
1: it's for like 10 really, minutes
0: yeah. yeah it's not featured feature originally it was called the shipment
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I don't get I understand why they changed the title because what, what you know that means that's not an exciting title at all I think what they've tried to go for hit here is they're aiming for like a Sicario mm. kind of thing yeah there's some sort of you know, they they um it, they're aiming for seriousness, and but it's not bad enough to be amusing in the way it's sort of mishandled, but it's mm. it just feels more pretentious and just rubbish than anything. I like the fact okay we have got Robert lasardo in quite a good you know big role for him which I always enjoy seeing because he's normally mm-hmm. a background player um. Tom Sizemore is Tom Sizemore just yep. uh, yeah. literally yeah sort of peppered throughout the movie
1: mm-hmm. this There's one cameo uh, um, I'm I'm so glad he isn't in it much this one guy turns up right at the end and, mm-hmm. you know I thought, okay fine you know uh, he kept kept him, himself to a minimum uh, right at the end uh, mm-hmm.
0: we're not we're yeah. not talking about the because I don't Lee Majors, yeah. yes, yeah, was he at the end?
1: Yeah, he's, he's, I, thought yeah. Around, I thought he appeared around the middle. I no, no, he's he, he's okay. the guy who saves him from you know when they do the the drug deal at the end.
0: Okay, all right. I, well, I was saying my mind wasn't really with the film for much. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll go with what you guys. Some of the scenes are just like you know, just going nowhere. And stuff. what's the, the the bit with the the. the Cartel leader or whatever, and his girlfriend or wife, mm. and her running around going Mia amore, Mia someone <laughs> oh, Someone's oh. like, "Oh, shut up!" It's just yeah. like so. That was why were we following their relationship at all? Mm. Um, that wasn't yeah. really very interesting. The, guy, the the lead character, who's the one who's gone undercover, and, or, or he has gone not necessarily mm. undercover, but he's gone in, and he's got to try and get his family back, whatever. That just it wasn't interesting. It could have been like a good you know rock you know solid action movie and it kind of leans into action movie stuff at the end you mm. know he's running around sort of stabbing people and and you know in a, in you know being pretty you know very heavy-handed violence uh, at the end but it doesn't really work and the fit the, none of the pieces fit together no. it's just well, a, it's just not yeah it's a it's just not good it's a mess. Um, it is a mess, and it's got some really annoying music in it as well.
1: yeah so this film you know it has it is so bad you know it does you're taking out the film all the time watching it. Um, but you know that, that bit towards the end where he's sort of storming the cartel's sort of base as it were, just throw up so many questions for me. like if you're working for a cartel and you know you're one of these guys sort of like having to walk around with a gun all day you know guarding the place do you ever get mm-hmm. time off mm-hmm. Do they get, get vacation time you know do, do they have enough guys to actually sort of switch out you know, well that shift's over you know you'll, you can go home guys you know see a tuesday jerry you know that sort of thing or is it a case of hey boss i need to take um, next week off it's like why Boy, what's going to happen yeah. next week? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just like, I'm intrigued <laughs> mm. to know. You know, does anyone really think about this shit? It's like, well, uh, I'd love to see. You know, a whole. It may be maybe a short film just called Cartel HR. <laughs> you know, just some it's, poor guy having to sort of like work out everyone's shift patterns so, so they can cover the boss. And then this is a bit like, like
0: the whole Stormtroopers thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it is right? a bit, yeah. They're,
1: yeah. they're just,
0: con- and the contractor's working on the Death Star or whatever. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, uh,
1: uh, yeah. I just want to know, it's like, well, what's, what is the benefit of working for these guys? You know, these guys are sort of fucking rich. I mean, presumably you're going to get money, you know, you're going to get lots of money sort of working for these guys. When, it, when is your downtime where you can actually spend stuff? You know, when when you're actually gonna have a chance to actually enjoy what it is, you know, the benefits of actually working with this guy.
0: This is what you think about when the film is what
1: I'm thinking about when the film is just shit. Yeah, exactly. Now here's
0: a question. Mm -hmm. What film is worse? This or zeros and ones? Oh,
1: zeros and ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I agree. (laughs) That is the one the one good thing about this movie is that it is not zeros and ones. It
1: is not zeros and ones. Because at
0: least there is something coherent about it. Yeah, even if it's just individual scenes.
1: <laughs> if if yeah. you can actually
0: follow something, although it's it's doing a similar thing. I think zero this yeah. and zeros and ones who,
1: are kind it, of better. It was Ethan Hawk, wasn't it? If if Ethan Hawke was yeah. in Narco Sub, he'd be still at the end going, Yeah, narco sub when <laughs> when he's promoting it, he wouldn't be sort of going, What the fuck have I just done to my career? Well, if Ethan if Ethan
0: Hawke was in this, it would be a combat it would be a cross between Knock, mm. uh, be a cross between zeros and ones, and twenty-four hours to die or live or whatever. The,
1: was. Wash your mouth up with oh, yeah. <laughs> I like twenty-four hours to live. No, you. no, I'm
0: sure I, I, I want to see it. I, th- I think it looks really good. But I think in that movie, you know, they, that's kind of an action movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah. and I think the, the, if, the, if... the bit that happens at the end of this mm. is kind of, you know, I can imagine Ethan Hawke doing that kind of mm. action stuff uh, at the end. Uh, where, whereas, obviously, in zeros and ones, he didn't really do anything. Oh. Zeros and ones. But anyway, let's this is not okay. the zeros and ones complaining again. I was just thought it was an nah. interesting comparison to
1: I'm to glad say. you brought up zeros and ones, so because we're at the midpoint of the year and I'm already thinking about how I'm gonna write up this year. What is the worst thing we've seen? And it's definitely zeros and ones. Anyway, right. um okay, um Rich,
0: scores on the doors. Uh, because it's better than zeros and ones, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say a three. A
1: three and Steve. Yeah, I'll go a three. Yeah, I'll have to make it a three. Yeah, three threes for Narco Sub. Please, you know, there's other stuff out there. Um, there's other stuff we're covering tonight that is much more worth your time. But if you're desperate, go check it out. Three threes for Narco Sub. Our next review is ultrasound. When his car breaks down on a dark and stormy night, Glenn finds himself spending the night with an overly hospitable couple. <clears throat> Didn't he? Um, okay, so this is this, this is a mind fuck. This really is. This fucked my mind, seriously when I was watching it and I was, you know, the first 10 minutes when he, he arrives at this house, this weird guy. are sort of going, Hey, yeah, coming then, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And you, I think there comes a point in, in, in horror sort of narratives or, in, you know, where a character must think internally to themselves. Oh, so this is how I'm going to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like, it's, I'm on a, dark and stormy night my car's broken down there's no one for miles oh except for these weird people in this house you know it's like it's part of I think part of me would just be resigned to death by that point it's like okay let's see what happens you know (laughs) just throw yourself out there um and and I was that's my mindset going into the first 10 minutes of this film and then it lurches to some point in the future, it's daylight, this guy's gone home, and we have no fucking idea what actually happened in that house. And it just gets weirder and weirder from there. And I have to admit, I loved every second of it. I just had no idea where it was going. I did not know who the characters are. I did not know what the fuck was going on from one moment to the next. Um, and, you know, that was a lot of that was down to the strength of the way the film was edited, the way Characters were switched in and out during the same scene. I thought it was absolutely superbly done. The, the soundscape that this film builds up, um, you know, and then when you're about three quarters of the way in, it slowly starts to click together. And th- there's a bit to do with um, a breakfast tray. And at that point, I was pointing at the finger, Oh my god! I finally I could see it now. You know, um, but that maybe that was just me. How about you, Steve?
2: Um, I think that bit was just you but I did. <laughs> no because like you say it, it's a mind fuck it really is and I don't know I think maybe because there was that much going on I kind of miss I think I've missed something at, near the end and cause it does kind of bring it together but it, to me it didn't in a way mm. and I don't know but like you said it it's it, Really enjoyable, don't get me wrong. I did, I did enjoy it, but it is just It is an actual mindful. I've not seen anything like this for a long while. Um, because it is, it's original, mm. it's very well done, very well performed, especially like um, the um, the breed, breed of wool you play Shannon, you know, the, yeah. like the, the female. I don't, I don't even know if she is a doctor or what. I don't know. <laughs>
0: no, She's a, like a psychotherapist, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what it Yeah. Like I said, you've got the first 10 minutes and you're thinking, right, OK, this is where we're heading. And it just pulls the rug out of you, <laughs> Monday, yeah. so many times. It's not just there, you know, it, it's continuous going through and you're like, hang on, hang. you know, but that. Mystery and that intrigue does actually drag you in more, and yeah, really, really well done.
1: You know, it's it's, it's like bits where I don't know. You know, they're re, they're, they're doing the role playing and stuff, and you're going what, and then, and then yeah. there's this people surveilling them in the bands outside, and you're like, what? You know, it's yeah. just like what the fuck is going on? It's it's just so well done. Um, Rich, your your thoughts on this one?
0: yeah I, I like you i mean i i was completely intrigued from from the from the from the opening scenes or whatever just what mm. you know just not knowing what on earth's going on it's just being very confusing but not too you know but not too yeah. um uh impenetrable that it's kind of pushing you away it's kind of just 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 the right amount of you know just the right amount of confusion to just sort of keep you hooked yeah yeah um, yeah yeah, and there's bits that, you know, it it keeps changing uh, and you're not quite sure what's going on, then a the little bit is revealed and then it's sort of, then it's kind of turning the tables again and stuff. But it did remind me of a few things uh, because it's kind of got these themes of, uh, you know, the mental, you know, uh, manipula- manipulation, manipulation, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, memory playing with Mm -hmm. memory it's a psych. it is a psychological kind of thriller in the purest sense it's you know very much about the psychology it's in the minds of Mm. the characters um it reminded me of faults yeah which Mm -hmm. because has Mm. which has a similar kind of uh dynamic i think is that you know it's a small cast it's like setting a hotel you know it's got big, basically set around a hotel and you know there's sort of, sort of these sort of quirky characters are a bit quirky there's a little bit of humor uh, it's very sort of a serious thing but it's very serious. so there was some similarity you know and again oh, yeah. sort of the manipulation of the characters and what's really going on uh the sci-fi film which was called over here 2099 the soldier protocol
1: oh yeah
0: uh, originally called the wheel Mm-hmm. The idea of this uh, this woman going into this organization, you know, joining this company and working on this science project, basically, and then kind of siding with the subjects, mm. it that happens in that movie. Uh, there was a bit of that in this, I felt, uh, and also identity. The uh, John Cusack mm-hmm. and uh, James yeah. Mangold film, which again is 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 all about. Um, you know, what's going on with certain, you know, a bunch of characters and Mm. and, things not making sense and, you know, callbacks, you know, you see what, like you say, with the tray, you know, you see it in one circumstance, but then you see it in another circumstance. What's what's really happening there. So I was, I was connecting to it with these little touchstones, but the film itself is like you say, it feels original. It it just feels so much unlike something else Mm. you've seen, even though there's those familiar bits, which you're going to get with any film generally, but it's not, It 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 threatens to be like a David Lynch kind of thing,
1: yeah. So so Lynch and Cronenberg are definitely touched. Yeah, Cronenberg definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of, um, you know, video drone comes to mind and stuff Hmm. like that. But the, um, yeah, it's just all the this you know like or or a Twin Peaksiness to it. You know, there's like that that bit at the start where she where the 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 therapist sort of character is being introduced, and she's she puts the headphones on and she starts sort of talking to herself, hmm. uh, and then she starts reading a script, a sort of acting it out, and then you and then they kind of go to the next scene where somebody else is saying
1: the same thing, the same yeah.
0: thing, and it's yeah. like what what. What what is happening? Yeah. And, and, that's, <laughs> and it, it's yeah. the kind of movie that really you still don't know when you finished it, but it just demands you know it's the it's the kind of movie that you just really want to go back and watch it again, mm. and see if you can you know take the knowledge that you've got at the end and bring it back and and, and see if you can you know put like, put it fully together <laughs> in your mind. I think it's it's got it's definitely I've kind of it's well, the way it's done is so clever, and it's yeah. got this rewatchability built into it um i think it deserves a bit you know i don't think it's going to be a big success because i don't think many people are going to know about it mm. but i think mm. you know, it's hopefully it will be something that you know people like ourselves can spread yeah awareness of it and talk, yeah. talk um to get people to see uh vincent uh Car- Car- i'm gonna
1: let's go with carthaser Carth- Carth- Carth-
0: carthaser yeah um i didn't recognize him at first i mean i've, yeah. I've seen him in stuff uh, since uh he did a Larry Clark movie, uh, another day in Paradise a long time ago and loads of other stuff. Mm. But more recently probably best known as Pete Campbell in Mad Men. Mm. And uh I just because he got a beard and stuff in this I didn't I didn't quite I didn't recognize him at first and I thought he was good. And I and the guy who's um uh the husband yeah uh, who he has these yeah. encounters with I thought Bob he was Stevenson. the scientist guy who's sort of going on about cheese and stuff in the oh, yeah and talking about the 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 building and, and you know the, the the there's that sort of you know it's co- it's comical but it's not comedy it's just got it's like walking a tightrope it kind of hmm. it's it, uh, his character is really great because he's kind of is he you know is he a nice guy is he a bad guy kind of thing you're not quite sure um uh, uh, you know for for the for the most part i mean things do sort of settle down on one side but still his character is drawn so intriguingly that you you you're kind of you're kind of warm to him (laughs) it's like as as a viewer um and i think you know and um what was the name of the what was the actress playing the sort of uh the key um not the not the wife character but the sort of Uh, therapist
1: chelsea lopez yeah chelsea lopez she was really great Mm. um
0: and uh yeah i think it's 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 a really it's about as close you can get to as like a a perfectly intriguing kind of sci-fi, uh, you know, psychological thriller as we've had for a really long time.
1: Yeah, the close. I mean, you know, and, and it's completely different. But you know, it, it, I think if you liked um, uh, broadcast signal intrusion, you, you'll probably enjoy this. If you know, if, if you can, if you can get into that one, then I, th- I think you know, the, 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 you'll you'll enjoy this. Um, well, versa, but,
0: ha- I didn't actually get to check that one out, so
1: I'll uh, have to yeah, no, I, I like that one. It just loses at the end, but but this I think sort of the landing very well. Okay, scores on the doors, uh, Steve, eight, uh-huh. and, uh huh, and Rich,
0: uh, a nine.
1: Yeah, and it's a definitely nine for me as well. This is <laughs> this is top ten of the year for me, um, that's for sure. Um, yeah, two nines and an eight. We we cannot recommend this enough. It is a mindfuck. Please go check it out. Our short shot this week is Kung Fu Kafuffle. A nefarious rooftop deal goes bad and leads to a scrap between the buyer and seller. Um, Hey, is this where the bomb deal is going down? Is probably one of my favourite lines (laughs) of um, the year so far. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, Steve, what what do you make of uh, Kung Fu kafuffle? Um... It's
2: quite a light in tone. Well it's, it, it's strange because you've got like two tones really. Mm. Um you got got the first half, hang on, <coughs> excuse me, which is like a um undercover, you know, undercover action scene, you know, like yeah. you're getting some and then all of a sudden it turns into something like, you know, twenty
1: one jump street. Mm-hmm. That sat in the, yeah, the film version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, in yeah. the boss's or, or, office type yeah. thing. Yeah, you or, or, know, or, or and Squad or
2: something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if I got over the, the switching tones. If you know what I mean, it it, mm. it, it just threw me quite a bit on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the fight scene was very well done, um, well shot, and then it just—I don't know—it just goes a bit weird to me. It wasn't. I, and also, I didn't I find it that funny, to be fair, the, the second I, half. But
1: yeah. you know, it, it was okay. I had a certain charm, but I wasn't. I, laughing yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I, I did like the bit where they like going. Wait, I thought I was by the bomb. These <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> two yeah. two inept people who hadn't actually bothered to read their own sort of undercover brief before before trying to do, do this thing. I thought it was quite amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, and no, I I did like this. I, I like the whole sort of chewing out on the office scene. You know. Uh, we recently reviewed um, *Cop Secret, which which had a similar mm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Get, you know, um, you guys have destroyed the city, etc. Et yeah, quite a lot of that. Um, there's a good sort of outtake as well, where the um, the, the poor cop at the background, you know, at the back of the yeah. room, is just cracking up and trying to hold yeah. it together, which I thought was really, really funny as well. Um, Rich, what can you tell us about um, this film, if anything?
0: Uh, well, the... Director of the film is Etienne Laurendeau. Uh, it's a it's a French Canadian uh, filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So, the oh. they made a, a number of shorts, I think, before, uh, including one called Grip of Death, which is kind of like a martial arts spoof mm. uh, about basically about getting your testicles grabbed, basically. Oh. And, and <laughs> uh, I think if that's if I recall correctly, but the um uh, this one was. This is kind of interesting. The um, it's called. I think the title actually misleads. I, I don't think mm-hmm. it's actually an appropriate mm-hmm. title because um, it makes you f- feel like it's going to be a martial arts short. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sort of spoof martial art, and it is. But then it's something else. And like you said, like right. Steve, Bain, it's kind of two. It's two scenes. Yeah. And and the fir- and the first part of the movie is the martial arts short. And then the second part, there's no there's no martial arts after that, and it's okay. just a, a, a comic a comic uh, a sketch basically it's a sketch, uh, in in the a police station or whatever. But I, although, uh, I might you know the the, the shift isn't quite uh, you know it feels like it should have I don't know gone a little bit the other way or been topped and tailed a bit or something, but the. I did like the uh, the being chewed out by the by the superior, and they and they're just, and they're just sort of oh yeah okay yeah we've got to give up giving our badges wink wink kind mm, of yeah, thing. And he's yeah, like, yeah. no, you're really in <laughs> you're trouble. Really. Yeah, of course we're. In trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I did really enjoy that. I thought uh, I thought the actual it felt like the acting and the performances were better in that second part than they were in the first part. Hmm. Um, the the first bits which has um, choreography by a guy called. Um, Fred Newman, who's done uh, loads of loads of um, action and, and stuff, so you know they've got cre- credible you know people on board. The um, but I thought that those two guys sort of they're into and they really relaxed into those characters, mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like mm-hmm. something that would be. You guys said like 20, uh, 21 Jump Street sort of thing. I was thinking, I haven't seen it, but you know like the other guys and any any of these. Yeah, Mm, yeah action, action cop you know cop movie See, and so, you, know, you said like the naked gun so, so like a cop movie spoof kind of thing or cop secret even yeah the you could see that there would be you could do more with those characters I think I think there's a mm. there's a bigger film that potentially could happen with those um but I did think as a sketch itself it works quite well but I, it's almost like the two part one part didn't need the other part
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know the, the, the yeah the first bit, is kind of it feels like it's a beginning middle you know end as like, oh there's the joke you know that's the that's the punchline and then the film would end and then it's almost like the the bit about the misunderstanding between the you know the you've destroyed the city and you know you you're actually really in trouble and then then kind of just not getting it is like a separate film it's almost yeah, it, yeah. It, it it didn't it, it maybe was like so to me i find that I'm, I'm, I'm minding it a little negative because it's just like it was. Yeah, the the kung fu kerfuffle is like the first bit, and the second part mm-hmm. is almost like a completely different, yeah, tr-
2: a completely a different, different
0: short film. Mm-hmm. But I did, re- you know, I, did, I do think it's really worth watching. It's it's a it's a good fun film. It's only eight minutes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't score the shorts, but we do recommend you check them out, and you will find the link to this in the footnotes below. Go check it out. Our DTV throwback this week is Takedown. Kyle and Amy are among a number of young rich kids sent to a remote Scottish island retreat to learn a few life lessons and how to take a bit of responsibility for their privileged lives. Things are going well until a small team of mercenaries hit the island to take them all hostage. Uh, I saw this a while ago, and I must admit, I thought it was pretty damn nifty. I, I really do like this. Um, some good characterization in here. Um, I think they make the you know a real good fist of the um, the location. I think there's some brilliant photography uh, in this, and yeah, it's it's a decent little thriller overall. Um, Steve, what did you make of Takedown?
2: Um, yeah, not too bad. It's a bit. Again, it's slightly generic for me. It's, you know, same old rats. Can, can remind me of, what was the film? Is it Small? No, not Small Soldiers. Toy Soldiers. Toy Soldiers, Toy soldiers. Toy soldiers. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, a where yeah. they take over school and stuff like that, except it's on a remote island in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and, you know, and they are a bit twass at first All all, you know, mm. the kids, and they're annoying. Um, but they start getting whipped into shape and then, you know, it, it, the setup is there for the taking basically, you know, all these millionaires, kids on one island, you know, yeah, let's just go out order to ransom and we'll, we'll just rake the money. In. And the secret baddie again on this is totally obvious. <laughs> Straight away, you knew exactly who it is. And I didn't. I thought it was the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it's okay. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything like that. And I think a lot of the violence is, it doesn't really kick off till the last 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, Before that, I thought it was a little bit of a slog, to be fair, to get to that point. But yeah, it was okay.
1: Rich, do you fare any better with this one? Yeah, I th- I, I did like it. I thought
0: the um, it, yeah, to- it is kind of doing that toy soldiers or demolition high ish sort of um, hmm. die hard kind of situation basically with but with a you know with a young youngster sort of, you know young young guy. Um, hmm. uh, but it, it kind of uh, it's the guy he runs around by himself and then he ends up teaming up with with the others. Uh, again, which is what happened in uh, mm. Toy Soldiers. The I thought, it was, yeah, the location is quite interesting. It's set in Scotland. Actually, shot I think in the Isle of Man and yeah. in Wales. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's a there's like a cliffhangerish sort of element uh, in a cut to a couple of scenes, which mm-hmm. is
1: quite, yeah, that rope bridge. Bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's a film that on a relatively sort. I was all, I don't know how sim similar in any way it is, but I was really reminded of I think it was M J Bassett's um, Wilderness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have to, that was more of a horror. That was a horror movie. Mm, yeah. but it, I think it had a similar concept of you know people being sent to a boot camp kind of thing. I might be completely wrong on that because it's been a really long time since I saw it. But that's yeah. what came to mind.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. The the film is made. This is the most interesting thing about it. I think is directed by Jim Gillespie, who is a Scottish film director. But mm. he made his feature film debut with I Know What You Did Last Summer, which was kind of
2: mm.
0: a really big sort of out of the gate yeah, yeah. kind of movie for him. Mm. Uh, but his career was kind of unfortunately on the downslide after that. Mm. Um, he had, a, you know, he, had, he got he got a shot to direct um, Sylvester Sloan and a fantastic cast in the film Detox, um, originally called. I was him City. as
1: well.
0: Yeah, and mm. that movie had you know major problems, and okay. eventually that was DTV over here. Venom uh, was uh, an, another horror movie with t- you know sort of teen characters, which. I don't think ever got released in the UK, uh, although I might be wrong. It, it maybe it did turn up at some point, but it certainly took a while. If I, re- mm. you know, feel free, somebody put me out if I'm wrong on that. But Venom basically didn't do much at all. Um, and after that, his career, you know, he only directed a couple of things, including this. Into, in t- I think 2014 is credited as 2016, but on, on the, mm. at the end of the film, it says 2014. So whether it took again a couple of years to actually come out, and that's the last thing he's credited as directing. Mm and now it what i find interesting is there's a definite uh similarity to a lot of those films is you know they're all about groups of young people uh he seems to work quite well or not not all of them detoxes about a group of people of different ages but they're all about groups of people but mm. specifically more commonly he does <clears throat> them with groups of young people so the I know what you did last summer. Sort of, this. This is more similar to detox in that sort of isolated uh, mm. setting that it's got. Where, but whereas I know you did last summer, it was also a coastal kind of setting. So he's he always. This is kind of a film that's working in sort of situations and with situations and characters and stuff that he has that he's very well familiar with. He, you know, he's 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 done a lot of this, and I think that helps the movie sort of rise above some. Some, uh, mm-hmm. some budget limitations. I think there's, you mm. know, there's some sort of giveaways of, you know, we we essentially focus on a very limited space uh, around the lighthouse. You know, there's we don't really see a lot of the a lot of the rest of the island. Uh, the there's only three villains, which just sort of theme seems a bit threadbare. Yeah, so it feels yeah. Like it should be more like a proper like a you because we've seen other films that do do this kind of thing and they're like you know, big tactical unit kind of things that they do, you know, it's like, they've just hired a couple of guys and a girl to, to, you know, um, seem quite young, although Ed um, Westwick's doing his his not really gruff kind of voice kind of thing. (laughs) Um, But uh, Ashley Waters is there as the sort of, is he, you know, they seem like they wanted to do something with his character of, is he so bad kind of thing that they, you know, Mm -hmm. is he getting in much more deeper than he actually wanted to kind of thing. but they don't really explore that very much mm. um but yeah you've got that nice opening with the with the sports car crash and and stuff and i think uh there's some of the action when it happens is is very well handled you know so, so <laughs> it's i think good i't i'm not surprised it didn't get a cinema at least mm-hmm. it, it 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 look it it looks good enough to be on a cinema screen i think. Um, it's very but, polished yeah yeah it is mm-hmm. but I think the there's just not enough that's sort of novel or interesting to yeah. to what we've got yeah. going on
1: and there's but, no there's no names to hang on it either is so uh, you know it's, no, it's I no, mean they're all competent people they all you know i think they all fit really well but yeah. you know there's this there's, there's no recognizable names in the cast for, for no, I like
0: seeing um, we've got uh, Sebastian Koch who's the who's a German actor i believe I've seen him in a fair number of things. Um, I haven't seen him in a role quite like this. He's playing the, the father, um, uh-huh. the the lead character's mm. father. Um, it seemed like I, I wasn't sure if they were if they were trying to get him to play an American or whether they were just letting him use his accent, So mm. his accent's a bit mixed, I think. Bonky. But, yeah. but yeah. he is, you know, he is solid. You know, like you know, it's kind of the sort of thing you would say. Oh, maybe they'll get like a Pierce Brosnan to kind of play that role or something. But mm. I think he was good. Uh, I, I quite liked the cast of you know potentially douchey characters. <laughs> it's like um, they're not too, not too bad. you know they're kind of, uh there's a, there's a little bit of redemption in there and stuff it, it's not great you know they don't do a huge amount with them to be honest. I mean it, they but it, there are some oh. nice
1: flashes you know for example, I, I do like the fact that you know um, that Amy happened to have been the girl that was in the car that he that Kyle crashed at the beginning. And then, and then, of course, he turns up and there she is. He's like, oh, yeah. That you know. was honestly... They always yeah, do." That, yeah, that. yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, you know, that, that sort of surprised me. But, but um, I thought that was really cool. There's, a, there's another good bit there as well, where one of the other characters who... Um, you know, the, the, the head guy sort of, sort of outs him and sort of says, oh, yeah, you, you crashed through mm. the front of a Starbucks because you were texting on your phone when you're driving. Mm. And, and it, the guy does this thing which, you know, he, he tries to downplay what he did. It's like, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, but she wasn't mm. really hurt sort of thing. You know, it's like you make, you make it sound a lot worse than this, which is that sort of like, you know, trying to shirk the responsibility yeah. of, of what you've done, which, which is, I thought was a nice sort of character beat personally um also uh, amy's um use of a broken arm at the end i thought that was sort of oh that was that was
0: pretty cool yeah was i mean it's pretty cool mm. nonsense, not,
1: not, not only that but but you know the, the, the you yeah. know her reaction to it as well because you know yeah, yeah doing that would be incredibly painful as well it, it's it like does...
0: she for, she forgets that she's got this horrible wound and then yeah. and then but i guess you would though because i mean you know the adrenaline is flowing mm, yeah, you yeah. know you're in this high tension mm. situation. i can kind of buy that but then yeah. it, it I mean it's so it, it is quite silly but yeah it's 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 one of the most memorable bit bits in the movie definitely,
1: definitely. yeah definitely
0: yeah i mean it's, it's very brisk watch i mean it's really i mean i would definitely say it's worth watching it's it's good yeah. it looks good it, it's, it is it looks great
1: um yeah I, you know i loved all this sort of out of bounds stuff at the beginning you know sort of you know mm. sort of trying to teach these these kids a bit of hard work and stuff like that and um you know the whole thing with the rope bridge and trying to get them to climb and stuff and and, and kyle you know, you realise after a point that Carl's still lying his ass off about what happened. You know, um, he, he just cannot admit what what he did uh, and, until he has to. Um, and I, I just thought, mm. was, you know, his, his sort of redemptive arc I thought was um, well played because he, yeah, he's he's an arsehole until he isn't. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, we don't score the throwbacks either, but we do recommend you check them out. This is currently on um, Amazon Prime. And, yep, we'll uh, put the trailer on, as we usually do. Other than that, guys, that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Steve and Rich for this slog through seven films tonight. I said six at the beginning, but I forgot one. Um, Yeah, seven films because we, you know, haven't been around for a while. Um, Yeah, Film of the Week, definitely Ultrasound. We, We certainly recommend you check that out. And if you have, you know, please avoid narco sub unless you don't believe us um but you've been warned um other than that thank you for listening tune in next time
0: thank you for listening to the dtv digest let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time